Grassroots Podcast, hosted by GreenIndustryPros.com, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. My name is Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros, and I recently arranged a panel discussion with representatives from Steel, Echo, and Husqvarna to discuss the importance of safety in relation to the use of chainsaws. Safety when it comes to chainsaws is a mix of mixed use of personal protective equipment, training, and proper maintenance. To accommodate all the information offered by the three product managers, we'll be splitting the show into two parts. On today's episode, we'll focus on PPE and training. Let's listen in. So thanks everybody for joining us today on the Grassroots Podcast. Uh, Today I've got a panel of chainsaw experts from Echo, Steel, and Husqvarna to talk a little bit about chainsaw safety. So uh, to uh, up in the corner there on my screen anyway, we have uh, John Ellen from Steel. So if you want to introduce yourself, John. Good morning. My name is John Allen. I'm a product manager here at Steel Incorporated. I'm responsible for chainsaws, pole pruners, and protective apparel here at Steel and their related accessories. I've been a product manager here for about two years. I've been with Steel for about 15, uh, about 13 years on the operation side and two years as a product manager. And then we've got uh, Ben McDermott from Husqvarna. Hey, good morning. Uh, Ben McDermott, Senior Brand Manager for Husqvarna. I manage all professional chainsaws for North America as well as cutting equipment. I've been with Husqvarna for the past seven years and have also product management and supplier uh, management uh, experience with the all accessories that Husqvarna has to offer. So looking forward to the discussion. All right. And last but not least, we have uh, Jason Wilk from Echo. Yeah, good morning. Uh, Jason Wolf, product manager for Chainsaws for Echo. Uh, been with Echo just uh, about 14 years, uh, which uh, five of those have been in the product management role. So I uh, appreciate the invite. Absolutely. And Jason, I got to give you some props for Echo because uh, Echo happens to be based in my old hometown of Lake Zurich, Illinois. So. Okay. Yeah, great. Great. Um, so, uh, so this morning, like I said, we wanted to talk a little bit about chainsaw safety and uh, specifically uh, our, our listeners are landscape contractors primarily uh, with some dealers mixed in. So uh, to, to start off, uh, I wanted to just touch base a little bit for each of you to uh, talk a little bit about how important safety is uh, for the contractors to consider. So Ben, uh, let's, uh, let's start with you and, and uh, play off of that as far as uh, to uh, address how important is, is it for the contractors to ensure that their crews are using chainsaws in particular safely? Yes, thank you. Uh, it's very important. Obviously, chainsaws uh, can be very dangerous tools, and they are designed in a specific way uh, to be used in a very specific and technical way. So, for, for the organizations and, and the landscape groups and companies to ensure that their employees are properly trained and, and properly using the equipment really ensures two things, that, that their employees are returning home safely to their family, which is obviously most important uh, to all of us, uh, but also that they're preventing and avoiding any major property damage as well that, that could be costly to the business. So safety, uh, damage, property damage, um, all, all can be significantly minimize with with proper training and proper apparel uh, that, that, that that we'll discuss here here later on sure okay 
Jason, you want to uh, talk a little bit about this? Yeah, I mean, really, um, you know, the uh, this overall safety aspect is really the, the, is what's vital to uh, organizations. And really what I'm trying to get to is, you know, training, it all comes down to training, right? I mean, for the most part, um, just about any kind of contractor, any kind of employee can pick up a chainsaw. Um, chainsaws uh, nowadays are very easy to start. Usually within the first, you know, a couple of pulls, you have them unit up and running. And then also with the introduction of uh, battery chainsaws hitting the market, um, other than kind of flipping a couple of switches, you can have that chain moving. So for the most part, um, training is often overlooked by employers since most workers can pick up a chainsaw, they can start it, they can start cutting some wood. And like Ben was saying, they're designed to be used in a very specific type of application. And if you're not exactly trained on how to hold that saw and where to position it into the cut or how to approach the cut, those are all things that can leave the unsafe operating condition. So it really comes down to training your employees how to properly and safely uh, operate the chainsaw. Sure. Okay. John, do you have anything else you would like to add to what they're what uh, Ben and Jason have been saying? Sure. I I believe that the business's uh, number one asset is their employees, and you you that must be your, your main goal is to protect the safety of your employees while using a chainsaw. And so it's imperative for all crew members to read the instruction manual before they operate the chainsaw. There's a lot of useful, useful information in there about how to, how to deal with kickback, how to maintain your chainsaw, um, how to properly use it. So the first, the best, first and best source of information should always be the instruction manual. Um, and then I always encourage users to use the right chainsaw for the job. If you're felling trees, that's gonna typically take a larger chainsaw than if you're trimming um, smaller bushes or hedges. So make sure you're always using the right chainsaw for the job. Um, and it's also important to wear the correct protective clothing, which uh, like Ben said, we'll get to here in a minute, but um, make sure you're always wearing the correct PPE for the job at, at hand. Um, and also users can find a lot of helpful safety tips on steelusa.com and our steel YouTube channel. And if there's anything that, you know, maybe a new business owner or a new employee may have questions about, there's lots of good, there's lots of good resources on, on the inter internet to, for education and training purposes for users of chainsaws. Sure. And, and just one more thing, Ryan, as well, just when we say training, it's, it's not necessarily training on how to start a chainsaw, as Jason was kind of alluding to. There's a lot that goes into it. And training should also be reoccurring. You should not only be trained on how to start a chainsaw, obviously, how to safely operate the chainsaw, different cutting techniques, uh, learning and how to assess the job and the environment around them, all of these different types of, uh, of training and, and understanding of their cutting conditions really help ensure that they, again, return home safely. So it's not just the product itself. It's the environment. It's the cutting condition. It's maintenance. It's it, there. There's a lot to learn. And, you know, we, we should be advocates to make sure that people that are using the saws are not just get, get, giving a saw to them and saying, go get, you know, get the job done, invest in their, in their education to, 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 again, do the job efficiently. They'll, they'll notice immediate efficiency and productivity if they, if they have properly trained users. Um, but make sure that training is robust and reoccurring is, would be a recommendation I have. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and like uh, Jason said, even it's, uh, really a chainsaw is kind of one of those things that 
even the homeowner can pick up and just go ahead and go go use especially Maybe. with the, those battery powered ones and it's just like well yeah we can pick them up and use them but do we really know what we're doing so jason uh starting with you then since uh, all of you kind of did mention the protective gear uh, what sort of protective gear are we talking about when we're talking uh using a chainsaw yeah, so when it comes to safety gear, um, you know, kind of the standard items like, you know, safety glasses, uh, hearing protection. But uh, one of the things that's really unique to operating a chainsaw is chainsaw chaps or protective uh, chainsaw pants, right? So most of the injuries that occur uh, when not properly operating a chainsaw occur to the legs and the knees, right? So the chainsaw chaps are designed to provide a layer of protection there. Um, to where if, um, you know, there wasn't accidental contact with the chainsaw to your legs, this is a special type of pants or chaps that has some special uh, fibers in there that are designed to protect the operator from actually getting hurt by that moving chain. So chainsaw chaps, for sure, hearing protection. Um, we always recommend also too, even if you're not dealing with any kind of cuts uh, up in a tree, but uh, head protection, so some type of safety helmet in the event, you know, branches that maybe you're not cutting, but uh, are you cutting on a tree, those branches come down, they, you know, you want to protect your head. Um, gloves are always, um, uh, you know, really good recommendation. Um, there's, you can wear just regular gloves, or there's even some kind of Kevlar line gloves designed specifically for chainsaw operation, just provides some extra layer of protection to the, to the operator. So yeah, hand protection, uh, chat protection, uh, hard hat, hearing protection, eye protection, and also to uh, cut resistant foot footwear, right? You don't want to be running a chainsaw on flip flop. So uh, make sure you have the proper type of uh, cut resistant footwear also. Sure. Okay. John, you want to uh, add to that then? Yep. I, I always recommend that users wear five things when they're running a chainsaw. Um, like like uh, my friend here said, um, always wear chainsaw protective chaps or pants when you're running a chainsaw. Um, this is, like he said, where most injuries occur in their legs. Um, always wear protective work boots. This should be a sturdy work boot, uh, like a leather work boot with a non-slip sole and a, a steel toe is what we recommend. Um, always wear eye protection. Eye protection that meets the Z87.1 standard. Um, that's one of the things that I see a lot of users that wear just regular old sunglasses that may not have that impact protection built into the lenses so that the, the eye protection should always meet that, that impact standard. Um, the helmet system, always when you're running a chainsaw, wear a helmet system with the full face shield or full face screen or full face visor, however you want to call it, um, with the hearing protection. And the last thing is the gloves. Always wear gloves that uh, protect your hands like a sturdy pair of work gloves. Um, I like the gloves that have the closed cuffs around your wrist, and this seems to keep the, the sawdust out of your gloves while you're running a chainsaw. So those are, the, those are the five things that I recommend, that we recommend for running a chainsaw. So uh, with, with the helmet, you, uh, you did mention the uh, hearing protection. So that's, that would be pretty critical uh, for use of a chainsaw. I mean, it's a, a lot of the outdoor equipment, you want to be wearing hearing protection because a lot of it's pretty noisy and can, and, uh, can be an issue. And, and hearing loss is, it can be grouped into two main groups. You have the sudden impact noises like gunshots and things like that. But when you're running outdoor power equipment, hearing loss is typically uh, occurs over time. So 
it's it's loud noise, but it's it's steady. It's over time, so that's why it's always important to wear hearing protection every time because it's a cumulative cumulative disease. Okay, uh, Ben, do you want to add to the to the uh, um, protective gear? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think John and Jason covered all of the critical gear for sure. The only, the only things that I will add are two things. One, protective gear is not a substitute for, again, proper training and proper cutting technique. The, the gear, the pants in particular, are designed to minimize the risk and severity of injury, not eliminate the risk of, of, of uh, injury and and. Uh, so, so there, there are situations, depending on the cutting equipment, the sharpness of the chain, the power of the chainsaw, the speed of the chain, uh, that, that the chaps could potentially see cut through, but they are designed to minimize that, that severity of that injury. So just because you're, you have all the proper PPE does not mean you, you can be a little lax on some of your training or your cutting techniques. That, that, that's one point. The other point is, where are the PPE? The, the, the products are designed for a reason. They're designed to protect you. They're designed to, to, to keep you safe. They're designed to protect both immediate impact injuries and those long-term injuries John was talking about with hearing and, uh, and, and things like that. So, you know, there's tends to be still a stigma out in the industry about wearing chaps or, or wearing protective clothing or not being cool or being less productive. All three of the manufacturers on this call, we all make some really cool uh, protective equipment. It doesn't look uh, as bad as it used to. Uh, so, you know, just kind of get rid of the stigma. You know, it doesn't take long to strap on a pair of chaps. It's not expensive, relatively expensive, if, if you consider the cost of injury or the cost of downtime. Um, you know, it, it, everyone out there operating a chainsaw should have those five basic um, uh articles of PPE John 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 touched on it's just it's it's not expensive it's very quick and easy to apply those those products and uh, there's a variety of them to choose from just just maintain and be safe and that, that, if that I can just add one thing talking about things that you know we should wear like the protective uh, equipment uh, also like to kind of touch on things you shouldn't wear right so you know we always recommend don't uh, don't wear any kind of loose fitting you know clothing uh, no, no jewelry of any type, like necklaces or bracelets, or you know, sometimes uh, lanyards with like your your ID information for a certain employer. You know, we want to make sure none of that stuff is worn. And then, in addition, ensure you're wearing all proper safety equipment that we all talked about. Um, Jason and John, since Ben had mentioned this, uh, and, and Jason, if you since you were just talking, you can jump in first here, but. Uh, would you agree with Ben's assessment that uh, there is still kind of that stigma out there amongst uh, in within the green industry as far as wearing some of this safety gear on a regular basis? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely out there. Um, I'm not sure what's what drives it, but like Ben was saying, you know, the protective equipment has really come a long way, not only in, in the safety aspect, but really the looks of it. I think maybe that's probably the root of it is you know, you, you know, the old safety glass or these big goggles like you'd wear in, you know, a science class of high school or, you know, the chaps are really thick, you know, if you're out um, cutting uh, in, in Florida in the middle of summer and it's, uh, you know, 98 degrees with 100% humidity, the last thing you want to do is strap on extra clothing, right? Um, but chaps have really come a long way to, you know, offer that level of protection reduce the overall weight of them, reduce the overall kind of thickness of them, but still meet all the safety requirements. So the stigma is definitely out there, but um, 
I think everyone does a really good job at designing them, taking that, that user uh, into consideration when it comes to comfort, when it comes to looks, um, and making those things more uh, attractive to the consumer to want to wear those while keeping themselves safe. And Ryan, Ryan, I would say, you know, the larger companies and, and corporations do a very good job in requiring lots of PPE. I mean, they, they, it is a requirement for their employees. It's the smaller operations, the one truck, the two truck guys, you know, that, that, that have a quick job. They want to jump out of their truck and, you know, they, they, they don't want to take the five minutes to, to strap on the, the PPE or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a quicker job. Those, those are the ones that I noticed out and about that, that really, again, it's either it's a stigma or it's productivity, but uh, um there's the opportunity for us to really get the message out that, hey, it's, it's worth it. It's worth yeah, keeping yourself safe. If I could add, if I could add a point there as well, it's, I don't see as so much of a stigma. I just don't think people talk about it enough. I think, yeah, I think point. people talk about chainsaws a lot. I think people talk about the new technology and chainsaws. We just don't see a lot of people out there on the web talking about, okay, I've got this brand new chainsaw. You need to buy this brand new set of chaps too. this brand new, lighter, breathable set of chaps. And so um, I applaud you guys for doing this podcast, talk about chainsaw safety. And when my experience is with a customer that if I go out and talk to them about a chainsaw and I say, hey, do you have a pair of chaps? Oh, I, I didn't know those existed or I didn't, I wasn't aware of those. And so as soon as you start talking to the user about chaps and talking to them about safety, and you explain to them the benefits about, hey, you can reduce your downtime, you can be just as productive, you can, you can protect your number one asset. I think once you start explaining these things to them, then it's a no-brainer. Then the light bulb goes off and suddenly they're incorporating this chainsaw protective gear, the safety of the five things into their normal daily routine. And it just becomes more of a habit of incorporating this gear. So. I just think we need to talk about it more. Just have this conversation about safety more. So staying with the protective gear a little bit, uh, and John, we'll stick with you since you uh, were just talking, is um, regarding uh, the use of the, uh, there's the gas chainsaws and the battery cha battery powered chainsaws. Is there any difference in terms of the protective gear? Uh, will, will, because with the battery powered, obviously that's a little bit easier where it's, uh, it, it's you, you hit the button, it's gone, you know, it's, um, but at the same time you, uh, when you release, it's, it's gonna, it, it, does it stop a little faster? I mean, is there any difference safety wise, uh, with gear or anything that you need to consider with use of a battery chainsaw? So with battery powered and corded electric chainsaws, um, the difficulty is in the standards in the U S market. And so the standards were written a long time ago with specifically a gasoline powered testing rig. And so the chainsaw chaps that are sold in the US market are certified based on that standard. And so one of the things that everyone's been working towards is, is developing new standards so that we can certify our protective equipment with gasoline, battery, and corded electric chainsaws. So that being said, we do recommend that all users of chainsaws, whether it be gasoline, battery, cord electric, do wear chainsaw protective pants or chainsaw protective chaps to reduce the severity if your leg does come in contact with a rotating saw chain. So it's, it's just a, it's a problem with the standard. It's a problem with the standards are tested too. And in the end, all the users should wear it to reduce the injury. 
from a contact with a rotating solid chain. Sure. Okay. And to John's point on the battery chain cells, you know, there's there's a lot of momentum uh, with with tackling this issue of battery versus gas and and the safety equipment and the and the protective equipment. Um, there's a lot of tests and standardized tests that have been replicated uh, using a battery powered saw versus gas powered saw, and we we do see favorable results as far as the protection and the amount of protection that it, that is provided by those chaps. There are different uh, mechanisms within the battery technology also that 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 helps it act more like a gas powered chainsaw. We have an electrical overload protection, for example. This overload protection uh, uh, measures the amount of load. And then once it's realized it's, it's, it's you know, coming in contact with something that shuts off. So there are, there are technologies developed in battery that, that do prevent them from cutting through. So, so again, we do see that there is a safety or, or that they are safe with chaps. There's chaps do offer that level of protection. However, to John's point, there's just no standard that is black or white, right? You pass or fail, that, that does not exist. Yeah. So all that we can do now is we can kind of replicate the, the testing that exists. We can replicate some of the different cutting conditions and say, no, we have not seen cut through, or yes, we have seen cut through. A couple other things with battery too that 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 is important to note: the noise, right? A gas-powered chainsaw, you hear it when it's running. You 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 know when it's on. The the battery-powered chainsaw, you don't. So there is more training that's required. You know, we have lights and indicators that tell you when your chain brake is on, when your battery chainsaw is on. Uh, there's also a triple action throttle lockout now on battery chainsaws to prevent you from pulling that throttle because it's dead silent to immediately running at very, very fast RPMs if that throttle is engaged. So, you know, not only from the protection, there, there are other things to consider from safety when you are regarding safety when using battery chainsaws. Jason, did you want to add to that at all or? Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, very much in line with, uh, with Ben and, and John, you know, regardless of the power source, if it's gas powered, uh, if it's battery, if it's corded, we recommend the same type of level of protective uh, systems. And, you know, if someone's really not sure if they're, they're leaning towards a gas powered saw or a battery powered saw, at that point, you know, choosing the right saw, we recommend just visiting your local Echo dealer. Um, they'll be more than happy to kind of show you all the different models in the lineup. Um, a lot of times they do have, you know, demo units available where you can actually touch and feel and see the operating characteristics of a gas versus a battery and help the consumer make a decision on which, which power source is best for that. Well, that's it for this edition of the Grassroots Podcast. Thanks again to our panel of chainsaw experts from Echo, Steel, and Husqvarna. And be sure to tune in next time for the second part of our chainsaw safety discussion on the next episode of the Grassroots Podcast on GreenIndustryPros.com. Thank you.